Hey guys, Silver here. So, quickly before we start this episode, spoiler a warning for anything we might talk about, including TV shows like Game of Thrones, Marvel, and other pop culture. Also, just a heads up, this episode is being broken up into two parts. We had a lot to talk about and we wanted to share it with you guys, but we were running over time, so we broke it up. So, stick around for that, and just a general thank you for all the support we've received. We couldn't do this without you guys. And lastly, if you want to interact with any of the guests or hosts on the podcast, you can join us on the Emerald Library Discord server, the link for the invite will be on the description of this episode. Guns in fan fiction piss me off. Mm-hmm. Not that they're there, but that most people writing them know jack shit. Yeah. And I mean this in the nicest way possible. If you are listening to this and you have any questions, please ask me. Please, please, please. Yeah. Because I'd rather you ask a stupid question and to put in a stupid line. Yeah, it, it and frustrates readers that do know about it, guns. When if, it, it frustrates anybody. If you yeah, know a it. modicum about something and somebody says something blatantly wrong, it bothers you. Yeah. Of They dropped the clip and reloaded a fresh magazine. Oh, <clears throat> they shot off 10 rounds of their 11 millimeter handgun. <sighs> if you have questions pain. ask 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 yeah. there's Please. reddit there's reddit will help reddit if you don't want to go into that cesspool ask me do you yeah. have questions ask please i beg of you because i am a gun nut yeah i own multiple firearms I am sem- I am I'm not even gonna say I'm proficient. I know how to shoot them. <laughs> and I know a decent bit about them. Yeah. So it hurts my soul when somebody says they had a Glock nine millimeter with ten shots. Unless you're in California and even then fuck the law. Fuck the law. Get fifteen rounders. Or Washington now. <laughs> Sorry. No. Sorry, I got political. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, we'll, Beats. We'll bleep that out. Thank you. Um, what was that, at 120? Uh, <laughs> thank you, Silver. Um, uh, it just slipped out. Um, <laughs> your character should not have... Mm. <laughs> your character should not have 10 rounds in a standard-sized Glock. If you are using a Glock 19, if your character is using a Glock 19 or Glock... What's the worst <laughs> gun-related line I've seen? Oh, I can tell you right now. The character dropped... It was in a Avengers fic. The, they literally said, the character dropped the magazine of their 7mm handgun. Mm. Now. Now. I had to Google it because I thought... Okay, maybe it's like a European cartridge that's like used in like the Eastern Bloc or like it's a really weird kind of niche caliber that they know of. Mm -hmm. I Googled it. It is a mid like 20th century hunting caliber Mm. for a rifle. It's like four inches long. Like you are not using this in a handgun. And I think they got confused with nine millimeter and mm. ten and like ten millimeter, mm, and yeah. it's like ten millimeter is vastly different than nine millimeter. It's literally just the diameter, by the way. Yeah. Of the bullet, 
in that case because the only time the U.S. uses the metric system is to measure the diameter of their bullets. God bless America. <laughs> but, God bless America. But um, that's probably the worst, but I've seen it all the time of just... Also, 45 ACP is not the best. No. I don't care about two world wars. <laughs> 45 ACP is a slow, fat caliber that is only good if you're shooting suppressed. Yeah. Um, I think the worst one I've ever read was... It was also a Marvel-related one. Um, and it read... It described like the basic sold, like shield agents all carrying... Uh, it was M4s with their uh, eight times scopes, ACOGs, and under uh, under barrel grenade launcher. And I'm like, what the hell? Why okay, did you need so eight X eight ACOGs work, but yeah. if you're gonna have a grenade, if you're gonna have an under barrel forty mic mic, yeah. there's no point. No. You better you be better off. Yeah, exactly. It gave me an internal <laughs> hemorrhaging. It, it got. It was so bad that I literally DM'd the author about <laughs> it for that. But yeah, they. Um, the, FYI, this guy just it, described if, it for much. all of these random questions that are mm -hmm. being answered without context, join the server, join yeah. the podcast discussion um, thread. It'll be archived, but you can still see it. Yes, and so. the server uh, link will be in the description of the podcast. Yeah. So, for the three people who aren't members but somehow yeah. found us. <laughs> but um, but in eight time, 8x um, ACOGs do exist, but they in do. that case, you'd be better off with a 3x yeah, um, or a red dot. Yeah, A red dot with, especially if you're using an under 16-inch barrel, mm -hmm. you don't... You can okay, so you can go to like four hundred yards with um, an eleven-inch barrel on five-five-six. Yeah. Is it accurate? Is it powerful? Or are you getting hit with a five-five-six sized BB? Mm. <laughs> you can shoot. Well, no, you can shoot out to a thousand yards with an eleven-inch AR-15. Yeah, eleven-inch barrel AR-15. Are you going to kill something at that range? Absolutely not. No. So you don't need an 8 you, All the ranges of an 8X scope are useless in a sub-16-inch yeah. right, like, sub barrel gun. Most M4s are 14. Mm -hmm. And that was, Therefore, the, that was the thing, too. Low, mm -hmm. low magnification, quick target acquisition. If you're going to be close quarters, you want quick target acquisition yeah. plus there's this wonderful little adapter for um what eotex yeah. that is a two, 3x magnifier that's literally splits up, up and you can have 3x magnification on your rifle oh. flip it back down and you have just a red one. dot I, I love that it's one of my favorite like, things but yeah, th yeah this person wrote it like they were in close quarters like literally like yeah, twenty no, you're, feet you're, away. I'm like, you don't, you don't need eight x. You don't need eight times. You, you're literally, if you gave me standard shield loadout, let's say they're running Glock 17s with yeah. that loadout, 
even if they had body armor on, I would still pull the handgun oh, instead yeah. of using an 8x scope. Like, if you've played any video shooting video games and you've tried to use a sniper rifle inside, you're gonna it'd be pretty much the, be that. Yeah, you're gonna be seeing the pixels on the wall before you see like you. Accurate. You're going to be seeing the pixels on the wall. You're going to be seeing the sweat glands <laughs> like on their face and your target acquisition is going to be crap. Yeah. It's so that is a tough one. Yeah. Also, um, I've seen it occasionally with like spec ops guys mm-hmm. using really cheap equipment, like name brand cheap equipment, like yeah. a Smith and Wesson knife. And it's like, they're not going to be. Using I'll give that. you that one. They're not mm. going to be using that though. Yeah. They're going to be using a different brand. Yeah. I'm not a stickler for that because most people go into their hunting store with their dad, mm. or they went in there to get, pick some hiking stuff up, and they saw, oh look, a Smith and Wesson knife. That's cool. Yeah. And then they go back, they write their fic, and they have, they know one brand. Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. I can get by with that. But if you're going to be completely off the wall with both guns and brands yeah nope i'm out that is one of my things of i will leave if you're going to go into the process of name brand in something do mm. a little bit of research yeah i think the there was a fic i read a percy jackson one it wasn't gun related they actually were named branding uh musical instruments and they um, named yeah you that would that would get you. Yeah, and they go. They're talking about a saxophone, and they br- name branded the the model, but put the wrong year. And it frustrates me because there was a significant difference in to the the year that they named and what they were describing. One of them was made with a different type of metal, so I was like, I know what you're trying to say. But you just can't. It's it impacts me and it makes me visibly cringe. So, but here's uh, my advice in this aspect: if you are going to describe something and it is not important to the story, if if you're going to give Percy a brand new sword, you need to describe that fucker in excruciating yeah. detail. It needs. I need length what the pommel looks like, what the hilt looks like, like, what the guard looks like, what the blade looks like. Is there an etching on the blade? Is the blade a special material? Mm -hmm. I need to know what sword he's using so that way I can discount the Greek Xiphos of Anklamuska Mm -hmm. or Riptide out of my brain and I can replace it with this one for this fig. Yeah. If Percy picks up a gun off the street and starts shooting at somebody, I don't need to know the make, model, Mm -hmm. caliber, and serial number. Is no, you, I can just look up. Like, I have a picture in my head of a gun. Like, I have exactly. I in Sentinel is the perfect example of this. Mm-hmm. I literally put dropped one. I dropped the the model of the gun because it was important to the story. Of, yeah. That is Percy's sidearm. That is the gun he carries through the entire story. Be it he is out in town or he is in a firefight that Mm -hmm. is the gun that percy has on him that is the model gun he uses throughout the entire story so i said he put check the magnus glock 19 full racked racked one in racked a uh, round in the chamber and reholstered 
And I put that in there. And then I gave yeah. him a rifle. I didn't describe the rifle at all. I said no. it was a short CQ. I, I was a short barreled rifle in, in five, five, six. Mm-hmm. And that was about it. And then I put a descriptor in the author's note. Mm-hmm. So if you want to give more information, but it's not crucial to the story, use the author's note. Yeah. You got it. I, mm-hmm. I think I literally like put an asterisk next to it. Yeah. And then had the author's note because it's the same for translations, how we got into it with um, combat. Yeah. Of don't, don't put the translation immediately afterwards. If the character doesn't know the language, they don't know the language. The, the reader won't know the language. If the character knows the language. The reader will know the language. Simple as that. Yeah. If you want to put translations in later in to fill in information, feel free. Just put it in the author's note. Yeah. So, um, Weasley9516... Uh, we're not taking anyone, uh, talking at the moment. We're gonna, at the end of this ep- episode, after that, we, uh, if you want to ask anything, you can, uh, do it in the... Down to general chat. Yeah. There is a pre-show and an after show, and the mm-hmm. after show is where you can actually talk to us. Yeah. So. But, but we're not that cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really, no- nothing cool <laughs> goes on talk about video games all right yeah um but i think what's what's the next another good topic um i guess one of it would also be pairings and stuff like that we can get to that all right pairings yeah i canon is good yeah canon is good i will say that right now i am a persebeth fan Mm -hmm. but the fic we are working on together right now <laughs> is Piper and Percy. Yeah. Because I think that is a cool pairing. Um, don't base your entire fanfiction personality around a pairing. Yeah. Because you will miss out on so much. Silver jokes about my hatred of Hafni. <laughs> Not Hafni, of um, very, Harmony. Yeah. Of Harmony. I don't hate Harmony. I just think it's overdone and the people who do it are tend to be annoying. <laughs> but I will read a Harmony fic every now and then. I found a fantastic Harmony fic, and I sent, shared it with Silver, because I know he likes it. It was those. so good. It was a really good fic. Shame yeah. Updated. Yeah. And so I read that one because I stumbled across it. I went, this is a really good concept. I really yeah. like this. So I read it. Don't limit yourself because, oh, I don't like this pair. Try it out, because we're in fan fiction. The characters are different. I think yeah. Harry and Ginny in canon is a weird pairing. I think Harry and Ginny in fandom can be good. I've read some really good ones. I've read some really bad ones, too. Yeah. I've read some really good Hafni fix. Hafni is my favorite pairing for Harry Potter. I've also read some really bad ones. I read some really good Harry Fleur. I've read some really bad... Actually, I haven't really read it. many Harry Fleur ones, and they tend to be good. But I've read some poor ones like actually no i have read some bad ones like there's so much out there to explore like don't limit yourself just because you found a pairing you like and you think this pairing is the best pairing of all time you're otp don't limit yourself Mm -hmm. yeah it's like 
I I started off writing Persbeth, then moved on to Perzoe, to then thought, oh, let me write a Pertamus, but never got into it because I started to limit my ideas. You came to, to the light. Yeah, that too. Um, now I th- except for Pertamus. Pertamus is bad. Yeah. Unless you unless change everything. Unless you start from the beginning. Yeah. And I'm talking the beginning before Percy and Art before Artemis makes the vow. You have to get in there on the ground floor. You have to be ancient Greek AU. Mm. 100% modern Artemis does not make sense at all. No ifs, ands, ors, or buts. Now, have I read some decent ones? Sadly, yes. Yeah, there's there's some really decent ones, but it's not the greatest. It's not the greatest pairing. Um, I think probably one of my favorite pairings out there, other than Hafni, which is a well-established pairing in the yeah. Harry Potter fandom, is um, Jon Snow and Marjorie Tyrell. Mm. Because that just opens up so much. It's such a fun pairing because... It just builds on so much. Right. Yeah, I was trying to think. I think, like, out of all my, like, I've always liked that pairing of the main character. The main character that's a little more goofy, a little bit more eccentric, or very energetic, pisses off the uh, their significant other. Like to me, that's what a relationship is. It's like you're you're friends with yeah. I a, think with extra. I think staff. also my favorite is polar opposites. Yeah, that's that's a word. Polar opposites is so good. Like rich boy, poor girl, poor poor yeah. boy, rich girl, kind of like superstar, regular yeah. person, like badass warrior, fucking barista at Starbucks, mm-hmm. like. There, there's just that aspect of that's why Perse, Persebeth works is because Percy is a goofball. Yeah, he's I'll that I'll make works. a plan when I need a plan. Whereas Annabeth wakes up in the morning and starts creating a plan for the day. Mm-hmm. And Percy is more like if I need a plan, shit's gone wrong. And then Percy is the best plan maker you can have. Mm-hmm. Which, we can get into that. People thinking yeah. Percy is dumb. Percy is not dumb. He is super smart in very specific things. Annabeth is smart in a lot of things. Percy is very smart in a few things. He is a great swordsman, he is a great tactician, and he is a great human in that aspect mm-hmm. of he knows people. Of But if you want to plan a battle, you ask Annabeth. If you mm-hmm. want a battlefield commander, you ask Percy. Yo, yeah. When boots hit the ground, you're looking to Percy, not Annabeth. And I think that's one of the biggest mistakes of fan fiction of not realizing that Percy is that when the arrows start flying and the sword starts swinging, Percy is in his element there. He 
is a leader. He mm -hmm. is a rallying force and he can direct people because he knows his talents and he knows other people's talents. And that is where Percy shines because Percy does not pretend he is good. He's not going to go stand with the archers because he knows he sucks yeah. at archery. He is going to tell the archers, you guys get over there. Swordsman spear. We need spearmen over there. Swordsman, you're going to flank from the sides behind the spearmen. And then he's going to have the archers peppering down from the back. Yeah. That is where Percy would shine. Whereas Annabeth would have gone, oh, no, we're going to do a full phalanx. We're going to have the archers in the back. And Percy's going to yeah. be like, no, no, no. We're going to send them into the trees. So it's just like, to me, that that is just like, can like canon is great. So I, I don't want to mess with that. Um. But if you're doing a canon continuation, stick with the pairing. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you're doing a complete AU, you can stick with the pairing, but you can also try new things. Yeah, be different if you want to be. Be different. Um, or stick with so, the same. Yeah. There's a All lot right. of good Persebeth fix. There's a lot of good Hinny fix. There's a lot yeah. of good Perdom... Not Perdomus, Perzoe fix. There, there are a lot some of good, good Perdomus fix, but I like they make... They're few and far between. Yeah, they they make them mortal, which I like because then yeah. it's like there, there was a three shot that I read that was really good. Uh, what is it called? Of uh, Pertamus that made them mortal, and it was weird though. It had Atlas as Artemis's dad, but. Well, that makes sense because, yeah. like, for other reasons and stuff. Like, yeah, there was other that. reasons. So, there's it was just fun though to read. I'll have if to you're gonna keep again. the big three and all that stuff, yeah, you so. can't have mm -hmm. Artemis be Percy's first cousin. Yeah. So it was it was pretty cool though seeing that. Like, As opposed to Annabeth, who's his second cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Don't look at the Demi God family tree. It just it's, fucks you it's up. Really... <laughs> and then there's people that have a... Uh, so how'd Kara. you guys meet? Oh, family reunion. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know Percy's made that joke. Oh, you for sure. He has know it. That he was... He was somewhere he didn't want to be in a situation he didn't want to him and annabeth didn't want to be in and percy pulled the wild card oh yeah we met at a family reunion family <laughs> camp yeah, what yeah, yeah we're cousins <laughs> oh yeah oh for sure uh, and then of course you have that one person that's harold like... i think i heard our names being called <laughs> and then you got that person uh who's like totally cool with it They're like oh same I was like, wait, what? <laughs> Percy, fuck, that didn't work. <laughs> Shit, uh, I knew we should have pulled that in Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I think. Yeah, it doesn't work on Southerners. Um, yeah, it's like just parents in general. Like, going to Harry Potter, because pretty big fandom i like to see those rare parents too oh yeah wolfgang wolfgang nails just it. nails it with those i i've read a few good harry astoria fix yeah. i've read a few 
few good um random characters that like daphne greengrass was a once as it was a never named character in the book yeah she really she is only known her one defining trait is being related to a story of greengrass yeah a story of malfoy yeah formerly greengrass like that is her one trait and the Mm -hmm. fandom took that and went yep cool i can work with this like yeah. even her appearance, like early Hafni fix. Yeah. Daphne is a brunette. She is raven hair. She mm-hmm. has br- red hair. She's a blonde. She's yeah. a strawberry blonde. She's fuck all of it. Yeah. Curly, straight, short, long. One consistency was blue eyes though. Yeah. Always consistent with blue eyes. Okay. okay that I was think, that was nice. Well, I think Astoria has blue eyes, right? So I don't know. Yeah. Um but it's like yes now yeah <laughs> she does now yeah so it, i think well more depends the, on the author because sometimes yeah. sometimes they'll base daphne off of her father for the eyes mm. or her mother for the eyes and it'll be like a 50 50 shot and then usually if they do like one parent it'll mm. be like oh her and her sister look like their mother okay mm. so they both have the same eye color yeah daphne looks like her father but hot mm. and a story mm. looks like her mother so a story daphne has her mother's eyes and a story yeah. has her father's her mother has blue eyes her dad has yeah. brown eyes whatever i think it, one of it the, depends on the author for yeah. that but it also depends on the relationship between the sisters mm-hmm. i also think one of the another rare parent you don't really see that much is harry with tracy oh that's a good one because tracy's Half blood, Fannonly, a half blood. Yeah, I don't think she's canon half blood, but know. she's yeah. Fannin. She's half blood because I've seen her be a pure blood too. Yeah. So I, I mean, think... shit, I've seen her be Daphne's half sister. So <laughs> a lot of them was always cousin. I don't know what cousins. Yeah, that makes sense though. Yeah. So I was, but like, like that that one. I'm like, oh, cool. Tracy's a good one. I read one where it was a Harry uh, Susan fic, but they mm. start off Harry Tracy, and then ha- and then spoiler alerts for this yeah. fic. I'm not gonna name it, but <laughs> Tracy got killed. If you, if anyone ever finds that one fic out of the 1.2 million, it's that was a Harry Susan, so it's that that narrows it down by a lot. Mm. It's also complete, so yeah, that narrows it down even more. There's mm. like six of those. <laughs> Um, okay, you know what one of my favorite pair side pairings is? Yeah, Neville Hermione. Yeah, I could see it. I, the I fic that it. I'm gonna send you is a Neville Hermione Harry um OC, mm. and um, it works because Neville is like Neville is portrayed in fandom as smart mm-hmm. but not talkative. Yeah, very where, timid. Like he's intelligent, not not even timid later mm. on. Yeah, I always yeah. get the strong silent type from Neville. Mm. So I kinda like the fix where they like Neville has a growth spurt and is like six foot three. Yeah. And is like massive, but like mm. super quiet and like tending to a plant. You just yeah. got this giant of a man like, There there, little flower. You'll be mm. fine. <laughs> like I always like that aspect. And then I think in the fic that I'm sending you, Neville's right. like six, 
six and mm-hmm. Hermione's like five eight. Yeah. So if you've ever seen the actor who plays the mountain in the Game mm-hmm. of Thrones show yeah. next to his wife, wait, who is tiny, it's hilarious. Yeah. Google it. Just go Google it. It's I, hilarious. I would like to see my friend Alyssa is shorter than Rosu, so I would like to see the height difference between her and Andre the Giant. How how tall was he? He Andre the Giant was let me double check. I recently looked this up, Andre. Height. You mean the height difference Seven between four. like Oh shit. Yeah. I know a guy who's six foot nine. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> He hates um, it because he likes small sports cars. Yeah, he's so yeah. You just can't drive them. He likes looking at them. <laughs> I will never drive you. But yeah, that's I, will, I can never fit in you. That was that was. But I want thing. to. So, um, looking at your question, Weasley, uh, about the uh, how would you handle prolonged periods where characters can't understand anyone? I guess like so in. Yeah. Here's how I would put it. Yeah. You can't have too long of a period mm-hmm. of if you can have about half a chapter where a character, but how I would do it, you have to have a translator mm-hmm. of like you go in, they go into the situation Percy and Harry and Neville go to Spain or these two characters go to Spain or Mexico and they don't speak a lick of Spanish. They know how to order beers, get the check and ask for the bathroom. That's about the extent of their Spanish. And so they hook up with the local whatever and they're doing this job. And so now they have a translator. They understand half of the conversation because the translator is now translating they tell the translator where is marcus translator mm-hmm. asked Donde está marcus they they don't understand what she just said by the way that's where's marcus if you don't speak spanish and that's about the extent of mm-hmm. my spanish except for how to order beers ask for the check and where's the bathroom also where's the library that's about mm-hmm. it for oh i am my how to ask yeah. people so, tell people my name that's about it yeah so for you my have spanish two characters you want to have mm-hmm. sorry sorry i'm reading the i'm reading the response so you have two characters that can understand each other but the main four can't understand the vast majority of people and it's been going on for five chapters so here's the deal we kind of had this r- idea in our D campaign where one of our characters wouldn't would only share a common language with one of us. So it was going to be one of our characters was going to have to translate them for the entire thing of, Oh yeah. It's like Tulo, which is our rogue talks to me. Like my buddy talks to me and goes, Hey, tell the bartender. I want three ales. Okay, he wants three ales. Your buddy not talk? Not in a language you understand. It's like, 
it's just kind of that you need to have not those cervezas por favor those you need two man mm. oh, sorry replying to a, a question not a question a comment um but you need to have you need to have some way of communication stories are about are about communication not in places where they speak spanish <laughs> <laughs> if spanish is the primary language beer served at 18 probably younger yeah yeah there's some places that serve younger so yeah there's plenty of places u.s and like three other countries are the only place where um you can't drink at 18 canada you can drink at 19 that is mm. purely because i am convinced border towns got it raised probably but, um so I, you need to have some aspect of communication because as i was saying um Communication is key to a story. You are telling a story through the characters to the reader. If the s characters can't interact with the story, the reader can't interact with the story. Yeah. Every action... Think of it this way. You are playing a video game with words. Now, how open is this video game? Is it literally hallway or is it open world? Because the way it sounds is you have a hallway where your characters can only do this stuff and there's no way to do a side quest. There's no way to have this little adventure over here and then get back to the main plot. Of horror and being lost. Well, that works too. But I don't know. I don't like horror. So. Yeah. I... I don't know, is that such, like, is, is, that's a tough one to really, like, I, it's, I it's think, a tough thing. I think you would have to talk to people. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's out of left field. He's um, in the audience right now. I know he is. So, <laughs> I, I see Big for, Sockat. For, for those who can't see or not uh, with us, um, Brendan is currently in the audience and is just oh okay going crazy. So <laughs> yeah, um, we'll have to have Brendan on with with Again, both of us. Yeah. That'll be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, so it, it's really um, hard. I think like, horror. Like, <sighs> I think you need to talk to somebody who actually likes horror and understands how to write, write it because yeah. from i don't like horror i don't watch horror movies i don't watch read horror stories um oh nice yeah it, um, it's brendan just told us yeah. told me that the pokemon story we're working on together is alive so that's nice yeah it horror like i enjoy horror movies and stuff but it's not something i have experience writing in I, it's it's one of those hard. It it's pretty hard to write. So, definitely find if you can find someone else. It's, I think it's pro. It's one of those things of with a video game or a mm -hmm. movie, you can add suspense with music, lighting, yeah, 
overall mood of just the ambience and the atmosphere with writing. You have to convince your reader where they're sitting in a brightly lit room that this thing can kill you through Mm. the pages. And I think you have to install this fear into your characters So it's it's difficult, so but um I think I mean this is the nicest way possible. I think we've kinda of beat this horse to death. Yeah. Um It's the sim it's similar to comedy as well. Sorry, yeah. I just had another tangent. You it's hard to write comedy. Shout <laughs> <laughs> <Down> him <Hamlet. laughs> Um I told you that in strict confidence. <laughs> uh, what is he calling? Yeah, it's a, you, I mean, hopefully you can figure out how to write what uh, you're hoping to get to. I mean, it's, your your question's definitely... It's one of those... I, I love those type of questions, though. With, like, where well, struggle we'll, to answer. We'll so. try... If we, if we, we'll struggle. Yeah, and if I, if I find any information, definitely I'll let you know. If we find like a horror writer, if you know of any who are semi-active and are mm. willing to come onto the podcast, we'd love to ask them how yeah. they ask them for tips because that that is a point of this podcast, not this episode. This yeah. episode is just us bullshitting. Um, but it is a an aspect of talking to writers and getting their process and learning from others. Mm. It's also an excuse for us to talk to our favorite authors. Yeah. There was a, why I, we invited Brendan on. I'll never know. He, <laughs> Love you, Brendan. <laughs> Actually, that kind of brings back questions from uh, Chloe. Bet. <laughs> Chloe asked uh, before what, uh, what part of our personality benefits when we interview the writers? ADHD. Yeah. I mean, right now, <laughs> I'm literally taking the cap off of a pen and just putting it back on repeatedly. While I have talking. a random piece of metal that I've been flipping around. I've yeah. been drinking water this entire time. The only reason I'm not playing with a knife is because that <laughs> messes with the audio. Yeah, I have my knives in front of me, and I'm like... <sighs> the temptation. Yeah, I... But yeah, it, it it it's the aspect of being able to turn on a dime. Yeah, I think is our we can talk about if we know we can talk about damn near anything. Yeah, with anyone. I mean, you'll notice that we have basic questions that we ask every episode, but then we delve into tangents and the mm-hmm. fact that we're not so focused on no, 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 we need to get to the questions. We're going to ask the questions. I've said it multiple times in previous episodes that I've been on. The questions are just an excuse to get a tangent. Yeah. Like we ask the question in the hope of a tangent, Mm -hmm. like tangents are where the best content is. Yeah. Because you start going down deep rabbit holes of, why Ron Weasley should have died in book six with Wolfgang NH. Like we should, we, we didn't, 
there was absolutely no reason, <laughs> no rhyme or reason. I w- didn't even go into that that episode, that recording session, mm. with the intention of at of bringing Getting that up, it, yeah. and then and then it happened. Like, yeah. And then I guess that also goes to our next question, uh, which she asked, uh, "What inspired us to make the podcast?" And truthfully, it was C Marvel, Marvel goes. We should record the VCs and put them on YouTube or something. And then we went, and uh, that is the worst idea we ever heard. But then we, we went, it. actually, <laughs> what if we did a podcast? We told him that's a terrible idea. And then we, Silver went, actually, this isn't a terrible idea. <laughs> I think originally and I went, I got recording uh, equipment. <laughs> you got recording equipment, and we're not the first. No, we want to make that clear. We're not the first. We're not even the most successful. No, we're probably the least successful, but we're having fun, so that's really yeah. That's that's important. But I I saw that and I went, that is a terrible idea. Then Silver brought up, you know, it's not actually a bad idea if we actually moderate this. Yeah, and we actually have a plan. And I went, well, the Black Resurgence, Brendan, you can drink, um, has a podcast where he interviews writers and readers and all that stuff, and we could do that because we have a large community of writers and readers. So it was kind of one of those, yeah, we could do this. We're doing this. And then IDK and Connie went, hey, we're doing this. <laughs> oh, we're doing this. Yes. And okay, it just, let's it do it. gotten to this point, so. And it's gotten to this. But, yeah, that's definitely one of the big things, so. Um, but uh, looking at the time, I think this is where we're going to end it. Uh, we're going to split this episode into two parts just because Delightful. it's a long one, two hours and seven minutes of recording. So, but we'll, you know, I we'll think, definitely do this again, yeah, again and we'll, and we'll bring people from the audience in to talk mm-hmm. and, well, potentially, if we can, we'll just do a kind of roundtable discussion where mm. we talk everything with some of our previous guests. I mean, we could yeah. we could totally do this with Brendan or IDK or Connie, Combat or yeah. something like that, or Connie or any of them, really, mm. where we just... It, it was pretty much just a normal episode. We just didn't have mm. a yeah, I plan. Yeah. <laughs> um... I mean, definitely, we want to get Stella, get, uh, no, other big... Little DB. Uh, yeah, when Little DB finally comes back. I know he's been... I just want to make this clear for Brendan. <laughs> IDK is free to come on. <laughs> he is free. IDK is free. It was a marketing ploy. It really was. <laughs> it was... Uh, IDK is uh, an author. He has a channel here on the uh, server. He is... Uh, I don't know how to write. Please help. Yeah, there it is. Um, yeah, so. for the complete troll he is, he is a great writer. Yeah. I mean, I <laughs> my last conversation with him in his channel was, I said, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever told you how much I loved your writing, and then he sends me a string of emojis. So, yeah, Love he, for that. he's a he's a comedian. He's a troll, but man knows how to write, and he knows mm-hmm. his shit. He is fun. If you wanna, if you wanna learn more about IDK and Connie, um, episode one. Yeah, 
we interviewed both of them. Yep. On Spotify. Canadian Admiral, you submitted a form, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, he do. So maybe maybe next time. Yeah. So but on that note, thank you guys for joining us for this uh extra long episode. And uh Yeah. We'll see you next time. Yeah.